Welcome to the Best of Seven presented by The Big Lead. I'm Kyle Coster. That's Liam McCune. We are here to give you our top seven picks for NFL Week 11. And Week 10 was not kind to us. It's becoming a startling trend. We went five and nine, dropping our overall record to just four games over 500. It could be much, much worse, but it could be better. We're looking to get the ball moving in the right direction again as we hit the home stretch of the season. And I have to say, Liam, I love the board. Every single week, I feel like I'm in the same spot and we're talking about how there are a few games where the opportunities to maximize the bank role are just sitting there for the taking. But this week especially is appealing. What's the seventh best pick on our board? Well, Kyle, the seventh best pick this week is, you know, it's uh it's an interesting one for sure. The Giants are 11 and a half point underdogs to the Buccaneers on next week's Monday night football broadcast. Obviously, the Bucs didn't look super great in their loss to the Washington football team this past week, especially coming off a bye. That usually suggests, especially with Tom Brady, that the following week is going to be a little bit closer to a a writing of the ship. We saw a couple of really good teams do that this past week after terrible week nine losses. With all that said, one of the few constants in the NFL over the last 20 years has been that the Giants always play Tom Brady tough. Of late, the Giants have not been very good, so they haven't won against Brady very often, but it's never easy for him. Whatever it is about the New York Giants, they get up to face Tom Brady. And frankly, with the way that the Bucs secondary has been continuing to deteriorate over the last couple of weeks due to injury, with a surprising amount of injuries to the lower end skill position guys, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, guys like that, The Bucs are not a complete team by any means right now. I'm not saying you go for the Giants' money line unless you really want to get crazy with it, but as an 11.5-point cover, I feel real good about New York. Yeah, and you got to feel good considering what just happened in our nation's capital where the football team soundly beat the Buccaneers and looked like the better team. Taylor Heineke with a 19-play, 80-yard drive to salt the game away. We didn't have that on our vision board. And we talked about leading up into that game about how coming off a bye, Tom Brady was going to be dominant. It didn't work out. Now we have Tom Brady after a devastating loss. History has suggested that he responds and he goes out there and he lights the world on fire. But we just had evidence from Sunday that our preconceived notions are not always proven true so I am with you I think that that's a lot of points for the Giants to get you look at the Giants and you look at the football team there's a negligible difference in there New York always gets up for the primetime games like I I would posit if they played only Sunday and Monday night football games they're a playoff contender every year independent of talent I like them to rise up again Buccaneers win but it's going to be a four-quarter game The number six pick on our board is the Titans, 10 and a half point favorites over the Texans. And look, the predicted fall of the Titans has not happened ever since losing Derrick Henry. It's pretty amazing. 
There's an argument to be made that he's the most important player to his team in the NFL, and losing him has not deterred Mike Vrabel and that team at all. They look good. They are in the driver's seat for the number one seed in the AFC. Ryan Tannehill, I think we have enough evidence over the last few years to say that he's a top 10 quarterback in the league, even if we don't want to, the numbers merit that out. So I think you combine the fact that they're playing the best football of the year, potentially the best football in the AFC, and then the Texans are just a dumpster fire prone to being involved in huge blowouts. One of two things can happen with the Texans. They can fail to score any points whatsoever, or they can allow the other team to put up 45. I think one of those two things happens this weekend. It's it's a nice, easy, breezy win for Tennessee, and I feel perfectly fine giving 10.5 points to a really bad team that's not playing for anything. I mean, the last couple of weeks have proved that the Texans as double-digit underdogs is a recipe for easy money. You bet on whoever the, I mean, the Texans were 13 point underdogs to the Rams. They got housed. They were, I think, 17 or 14 point underdogs to the Cardinals and got absolutely smacked around. There just is not a universe in which the Texans can keep this game close. And I don't think Mike Vrabel is the type of guy to allow a backdoor cover. The Titans are feeling themselves right now. A lot of momentum after a big win over a Saints team that isn't exactly at full strength by any means, but nevertheless, home turf. I like it. You can always do a lot worse than betting on the favorite in a Houston Texans game in 2021. That logic has gotten us a lot of points in our weekly picks and predictions column, and it's presumably gotten many others a lot of money over the course of this year so let's just keep riding the train the number five pick for week 11 is a pick that the line may change perhaps drastically by the time sunday rolls around so i would suggest getting it in quickly but as it stands the niners are only six now Faith in the Niners was very low going into Monday Night Football. Kyle Shanahan's name was in lots of people's mouths as far as the next guy on the hot seat. Lots of wondering, including on this here website, about how good Kyle Shanahan actually is. And then San Francisco took care of the Rams in a way that we had only seen Tennessee do previously this season. Smacked them around in their own house. And they won by running the ball 44 freaking times insane i don't see the jaguars being able to stop any of that i don't know about you kyle but i really don't have a lot of faith in the jaguars to keep pace with the niners team we saw last night the niners have had a little bit of trouble with consistency but they're getting healthy again they have george kittle back jimmy garoppolo is you know for better for worse looking like jimmy garoppolo I think the Niners take care of business very easily against Jacksonville. And I think that a six point line is low enough that you're going to want to pounce on that as soon as possible. Yeah. It would be the first thing I do upon hearing this. uh, If that line hasn't changed after last night's victory, impressive 21 point victory over the Rams. I think that, yeah, we can see which way the number is going to be trending, but 
Let me throw this at you. Not only do I think that the Niners are going to win this one and win easily, I think that we're talking about the Niners as a potential playoff team. I think that they're going to make a run. I think that what we saw against the Rams is the blueprint. That defense is fierce. It's nasty. The Trey Lance chatter has kind of receded to the background because Jimmy Garoppolo managed the perfect game last night. He managed it to the way he managed it in a way that reminded us all that, oh, this guy was a third, fourth quarter defensive collapse away from being a Super Bowl champion. And maybe Kyle Shanahan does know that that baseline is in there somewhere. The Jaguars have that shocking win over the Bills, but they played good, what, like 20% of the time this season. It seems really simple. It seems really easy. Trevor Lawrence is really struggling to score points. The fear would be that the team suddenly has solidified and is playing for Meyer and wants to make a statement and wants to build something. And maybe that's happening incrementally. Maybe there are small steps that are taking place largely behind the scenes, but it's not really manifesting on the field each and every Sunday. I feel really good about this one. This one seems like a mortal lock. I love it. Great value at number five. The number four pick this week is going to be the old reliable Green Bay Packers. Broken record on this one. I think that we've picked the Packers every single week. It's been working out. They go to Minnesota to play a Vikings team that only the criminally insane should be able to wager on. It is a wild ride. You never know what they're going to get. But we do know that Aaron Rodgers is consistent. The running back injury is going to be a problem long term. I'm not so sure it's going to be a problem in the short term. The Green Bay defense against Seattle showed me something that, oh my God, if they're going to play like that, and I know that Russell Wilson's finger uh, was pointing in all different directions even after 19 hours a day of rehab, But I think if they can play some gritty, hard-nosed football, the thing about Rodgers is he doesn't turn the ball over. He revolutionized the position in a way that he doesn't take risks that burn his team and put them in bad situations. On the other side, you have Kirk Cousins. We all know my feelings about him. We all know my personal misgivings about trusting him late in games, which is a widespread belief. Uh, in our ecosystem. I just think that you take the better team here and you hope that yet again, this is a situation where the Vikings prove that they don't have the capacity to win these one score games with any type of consistency, because that has been their bugaboo for so long. Yeah. You summed it up as I saw a shocking stat show up on red zone. I believe it was uh, this past weekend that the Vikings have led by a touchdown in every single game this year. And they are not a winning team, nor are they anywhere near the top of their division. So it is anybody's guess what the Vikings are going to do this next Sunday. What you're betting on here is Aaron Rodgers bouncing back into form after a pretty tough week in his first game back from his COVID diagnosis amidst the noise and the storm that really is circling the Packers facility. You're betting on the Packers as the better team. You're betting on the Packers to win by a field goal. I feel very confident in that. Aaron Rodgers always takes care of business against the divisional rivals. The Vikings may make you sweat early on here, but by the end, it's an easy cover for Green Bay. What do we got at number three? For number three, we have what I found to be a very intriguing line. The Dallas Cowboys 
are two point underdogs to the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs did look more like the Kansas City of the last couple of years that we've gotten to know and despise. Destroyed the Raiders. Patrick Mahomes made the throws that we expected him to throw. And then the Chiefs receivers came down with the catches we expected them to. And it was an easy win. That and the fact that the Cowboys are traveling to Kansas City to play means that Dallas is a two-point underdog. But anybody who's watched the rest of the season and not just last week will tell you that the Cowboys are definitely a better team than the Chiefs. They're almost like a supersized version of the Chiefs right now. Their defense is not particularly stingy, but it is opportunistic and gets just enough done to hand the keys over to Dak Prescott and one of the best offenses in the NFL to do their thing every single quarter for every week, with the exception of that weird Denver game that nobody understands what happened. The Cowboys exuded all those demons against the Falcons on last Sunday. Cowboys as underdogs is a bet you might not get again for the rest of the year, and that's why I really, really like this pick. This is a spicy line, and it makes sense, and it's almost like the odds makers have decided, okay, we can finally manipulate the Patrick Mahomes-ness of it to get people to trust Patrick Mahomes because he had one good game and that offense looked really good. So it does seem to be an overreaction. To me, the wrong team is favored here. The Cowboys arguably have been as impressive as anybody in the NFL. Throughout that, whatever the hell happened to the Broncos a few weeks ago, on balance, they've been extraordinarily consistent. And it's my belief if they get home field advantage, if they get the NFC's single buy, they're going to the Super Bowl because I think them in Dallas is almost an unbeatable proposition, even for Tom Brady. So they are playing for a ton. This is a de facto playoff game. Everybody is taking the line like, oh, what was the deal with all those Chiefs take? I guess those Patrick Mahomes things didn't age very well. Well, you know what? It was one game. Okay. And that followed about six or seven poor games. So, well, I do think that he is back. Well, I do think he's going to play better every single game down the stretch. I need to see it for more than one week. And like you said, it's the perfect opportunity with the Cowboys getting points, a reliable ground game, a quarterback in Prescott who's played much better than Mahomes to this point, you might not win this one, but I definitely think it's the right side to be on. What do we got for number two, Kyle? Number two, we are going to be taking yet again, another tradition. We love the Packers. What's the other team we love near and dear same division, Detroit lions, baby. We won again last week as they played One of the grossest, most surreal games in NFL history against the Steelers. Fought them to a 70-minute tie. Uh, I'm getting a plaque emboldened. It's going to hang here in my study. I'm, I'm just all in on that game. I really loved it. And I am expecting another horrific 60 to 70 minutes of football against the Cleveland Browns, who are fighting their own demons right now offensively. Baker Mayfield is going to play. We don't know how effective he's going to be. There's no OBJ anymore. Things have really gotten sour in Cleveland. If they don't respond soon, they're going to be in free fall and potentially miss out on the playoffs, potentially miss out on a prime Mayfield year. Meanwhile, the Lions, I think that they discovered something last week against Pittsburgh 
in the running game. Penny Sewell was incredible. They had a stable of four running backs run the ball consistently. DeAndre Swift looked like a game-breaking talent. They were somehow able to compete with Jared Goff not being able to throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field and not being trusted or allowed to throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field. So I think that's going to be the game plan for Detroit going forward this season is play as unseemly and as unsightly as humanly possible. Get a few turnovers, sneak away maybe with a field goal at the end if they can find a kicker who can kick the ball instead of kicking the ground. That's a major factor to watch late. But I do think that Detroit is going to keep continuing to play on balance close games against teams that are better than them. And I'm, if you're giving me 10 points and it just means that they have to find a way to maybe get 17 to 20 points of their own in order to cover, I think that they can do that on the strength of the ground game and an offensive line that's proving to be more capable through that mode of attack than they are through the air. I think that there's a pretty good chance that the two quarterbacks in this game throw for combined less than 200 yards. Baker Mayfield got hurt again against the Patriots on top of his very significant problems that were happening in the first two quarters of that game. Jared Goff is also injured in some way, and the Lions do not trust him to throw the ball at all. They will continue to keep running it on like third and 10, third and 11, and maybe it'll keep working. But Either way, this isn't going to be a high-scoring game, and 10 points is a lot to expect for the Browns considering what we saw against the Patriots. They didn't have Nick Chubb. They will presumably have him back this week. But nevertheless, our Lions have not let us down very often. We have only picked them to win twice. And last week, we were almost right. And the other time, they covered while losing. So, you know... As far as the Lions go, I think we feel pretty good about it this week, and I like this pick a lot. All right, why don't you give us the pick we feel the best about? We feel the absolute best about a game that many people will probably not watch because it will not be very fun, but the Saints are one-and-a-half-point underdogs to the Eagles. I love, love, love betting on the Saints to cover this. And it wouldn't be that hard to talk me into a money line bet as well, because the Eagles have found a lot of success in the last couple of weeks. They've really gained some momentum. They had a big win against Denver last week. They kind of kept that momentum going. The Eagles have done this because they have found that running the ball is actually very good. And they have taken that to its logical extreme and have gained triple the amount of rushing yards in the last three weeks than they had in the first seven weeks of the season to that point. The problem is that the Saints are far and away the best rush defense in the NFL. They only give up 3.1 yards per carry and have only given up 656 yards in nine games this year. The Saints stop what the Eagles do best. And you should not have a lot of faith in the Saints offense. Sean Payton's a smart guy. Trevor Simeon can only do so much, but they did muster 21 points against the same Tennessee defense that shut down Matthew Stafford in the Rams the week prior. And really what you're betting on here is that the Saints stay within a field goal no matter what. I think that's a great, great bet. The Saints will have found ways to stay competitive with or without Drew Brees for 15 years. It's going to happen again, and it, it's especially them. Yeah, 
New Orleans is especially well suited to keep this one close because of how good their defense is at stopping what the Eagles do best. There you have it. Those are our seven best picks for NFL week 11. Keep checking this feed. We're doing this every single Tuesday. We got succession recaps every single Monday. Check out Liam on the press pass. Listen to my show, the Kyle Coster show named after me, Kyle Coster. And good luck this weekend. I think we're going to be back here talking about a double digit victory week. Godspeed, Liam. Godspeed. Godspeed.